Yeah, that was that. That's a messed up story. But <laughs> trekking heavier, traveling light. There's one thing that's right wherever I go. That's where I am. We are on. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to This Week in Zoltan. I am Zoltan. This is my podcast. And this week, I have another guest. It's a good friend of mine from San Diego. He now lives in Los Angeles. I've known him for over 10 years. I've slept on his childhood floor. Uh, it's the one and only Mr. Billy Bonnell, everybody. I forgot you did that. I did. <laughs> Me, uh, Raj and... No, Raj and Darnie got the bed. I slept on the floor with a friend of mine who isn't a comedian, but we were waiters together at a retirement retirement home uh, named Justin Lennon. Justin, Lennon. That guy came? That guy came. He came to document it, and he shot all this footage, and we never got it. And that was back in 2010, 2011? Yeah, I forgot. I forgot most of that happened. The only thing I remember from that trip is that we did a comedy club called Hyenas, and you brought your own toilet paper, and that really <laughs> set the staff off. <laughs> The staff was extremely angry that you brought your own toilet paper. I, and I still, to this day, don't know why you brought your own toilet paper. It's because... That's pretty weird. Dude. All right, first of all, well, you know what? I travel with wet wipes. And that's uh, that's a hygiene issue. And your girlfriend's here, and I apologize. But I might, I might, I might have the hairiest ass on the planet. And regular toilet paper is just not going to cut it. And on top of that, cheap Toilet paper, like in a public restroom, really not going to cut it. So I brought my own. And but that wasn't s- wet wipes. There wasn't wet wipes. Texas really came out right there. <laughs> Did you bring your own wet wipes down there? <laughs> uh, no, you didn't. It was a roll of toilet paper. I brought a one. A little, this was before wet wipes really was, took off. Yeah, it was before. I didn't bring wet wipes because I you didn't. You carried think- in an open <laughs> roll of toilet yeah, paper. Yeah, it wasn't even one of those like single roll industrial paper. It was, right. it was a triple roll. Yeah. Charmin Ultra Strong walked it in under my arm like a football, like I'm carrying it like yeah. a quarterback walking through to another class. And uh, I went into the bathroom. I didn't know they would be offended by that. That was the weirdest. There was a double layer of uh, strange because you were doing it, which was sort of weird. Yeah. But, I mean, it's your butt, so do whatever you want. Exactly. <laughs> but them being mad about it was like... Twi- <laughs> Insane how that they were you? Mad. How dare you bring your own toilet paper into Hyenas? This is a comedy club where we have Dimebag Daryl Abbott's guitar up on the wall. And I'm a huge Pantera fan. And, uh, and w- you know, how dare you disrespect your toilet paper like that? It was that? just really weird that they were mad about that. And they're still open in Fort Worth. I just did it. And I, did uh, you bring your own toilet paper? I don't, I don't even wipe my ass. <laughs> uh, I have a small uh, can of condensed air, and I just spray it out. <laughs> I lo- just It feels good. It's chilly. You, uh, you, you look like a dude that would skip a few. I look like someone who wouldn't wipe their ass all the time. Like you look like a guy who would like. This is why I don't say- do podcasts. You're gonna attack me right away on <laughs> this week in Zoltan. Yeah, I'm, I'm kidding. Like it- this week, I'm in Zoltan. <laughs> you are inside me. Uh, uh, how many people have said that exact joke? I had nobody yet. No, you're like my fourth person. No one's been smart. I'm enough. your fourth guest. You have way so. more episodes than four episodes. This is actually, if I'm your fourth guest. Uh, I'm sorry, man. It's not going good for you. (laughs) You're living in New York, and your fourth comedic guest is a nobody from San Diego. (laughs) You live in Los Angeles. Who doesn't wipe their ass. (laughs) 
That's going to be the name of the call episode. myself a nobody? This is how you promote yourself. You call yourself Who's a nobody. Listening to this? A hundred people. Hello, Zoltan's mom. <laughs> My mom doesn't listen to this. <laughs> she goes, Zoli, maybe talk about the cats more and maybe tell some stories of Hungary. That would be, that's how she would get into the show. Um, hyenas is still around. Uh, I've done it since then, too. And they just haven't brought up the toilet paper issue. They don't remember. They don't remember because it was, was actually, that guy's son. Yeah, and they don't get along, I guess. But we shouldn't say that. It's none of our business. But it's that, none of my, who gets a, along with their father? I've never met mine. Yours isn't here. Like, you know. You can say what. He's, he's, no, he's no longer with us. He's dead. People need to know. It's all you post about. It's my favorite thing. Anytime it's there's not all I post about. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How many how many negative things are you gonna say? Here? I'm trying to say these are all positive things. <laughs> They're coming off a little a little mean. This is the type of show No one's mean to me in a high rise. <laughs> your 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 fans need to know we're up pretty high. This is a beautiful podcast space. I used to do my podcast in my living room with no guest, where I would just look into the camera and psychobabble at them for about 30 minutes until I until someone would walk by and make eye contact with me when I'm filming myself and I'd get self-conscious and I'd turn it off and that's how the episode would end. Yeah, how how do did you get some downloads on those? I no, no, it's very <laughs> uh, this is the revamp version. I'm like maybe if I bring someone in and I talk to them uh, it will go better, but apparently I just, I attack people. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you brought me here to unload some shit you've been holding on to for 10 years. <laughs> no, dude. How long have you been thinking I have? A, I don't wipe my ass? <laughs> Believe I've there's uh, Billy. How long I'm, have you been holding on to this? I've, first of all, this is inside uh, knowledge that I've had for a decade, and I'm letting it out now. But this is actually what I mean by that. I think you're a great example of don't judge a book by its cover. Because if if you listen to a southern accent for like a second, you're like you automatically think, oh that that person's not that smart. You're one of the smartest friends that I have. It's you and Jason Jones. Oh, man, you really turned this around, didn't you? See? Now I'm buttering your biscuits. Now I feel worse. No, you know... I cannot take a compliment. Yeah, well, now it's going to get uncomfortable, because yesterday after the Yankees game, we were about to leave. You are going. You guys were going your own way. We were hopping on another train, and you go, do you know what the Rubik's Cube experiment is? Or what was that? The Red Ruby? Ruby That's Hill? That's a smart thing. Ruby Ridge. Ruby Ridge <laughs> or whatever. That's how well I hold on to information. Ruby Ridge is when the FBI shot this white supremacist wife in the face in the woods of Indiana, and then and then, <laughs> and then you ran off, and then you just know so much that if like if someone has an obscure reference, you're like, that's great, I know exactly what they're talking about. And that's why thirty percent of my tags don't land because <laughs> they're too deep. <laughs> yeah. No, <'cause> who's holding <laughs> on to that dumbass information? Like you could make it, you could do a movie reference of a popular movie, or you could make a Ruby Ridge reference, and then everyone's like, "Excuse me, <laughs> listen." It preceded the Waco siege. It's one of the FBI's most embarrassing moments. Zoltan was like, "I didn't know that." Yeah, I no. didn't know that because uh, I don't. If it if there isn't a popular Netflix documentary about it, followed up by two more, I, the odds are I I'm don't about know to get about you it. really excited, bud. Because there's, there's a bunch of them? I don't know if the Ruby Ridge one is on Netflix, but PBS did produce it. <laughs> uh, is it? It's one of the Ken Burns type <laughs> ones, but I don't think it's a Ken Burns one. I love Ken Burns. But PBS produced a Ruby Ridge documentary. Did they really? Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. That's interesting because it's publicly funded and it's criticizing our government and we should defund them. 
The whole thing? All of PBS. Oh, we should team. I thought you were talking about the government. <laughs> no. 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 Listen, just, we'll keep the government pumping, but we got to get PBS out of here. They're indoctrinating me into wearing new underwear. <sighs> See, that's the clip that's going to get your girlfriend fired from the school right there. What? I don't have a girlfriend who works at a school. What? That's a dirty wink. Uh, she doesn't work at a school. What I do want to say, first of all, I said this to you 10 times yesterday, but thank you for getting us Yankees tickets. That was a fun day. That was the closest I've ever sat in a baseball game. I'm usually like in the upper, upper, upper deck. And we were right behind, we were like 10 rows behind home plate. And though, did you know those seats have cushions under them? They don't, they're not hard seats. They have cushions. I didn't even notice they had cushions till you said cushion. You kidding? That was the first thing I noticed. I sat down and because I was getting my ass ready for three hours of hard sitting, you know, I was getting my ass ready for that. Thirty six, you got to prepare. And then I sat down and I was like, "Wait a second. And I looked down. I'm like, "Billy, these these seats have cushions. How much were these tickets?" That's when I noticed too. That's how used to high end living you are. That no. you're just like, yeah. I just these... wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't paying attention to how much it. were those tickets. We're, you can't I, lie to the good people. I got a military discount. There's no for Fourth of July. What's that? Fifteen percent. I showed my I showed my VA uh, medical card, and then it was like nine dollars <laughs> a ticket. It was crazy. That's where they set the veterans right up front. And you barely have to prove you're a veteran. What does that mean? I'm lying. I, I didn't get. I don't think there's a military discount. There was like a teacher discount thing that popped up. Uh, and then I went to look into it, and it unlocked the code for Ticketmaster, and it was all the seats you were just talking about. <laughs> you can get a discount if yeah, you're... for, like, the triple-deck yeah. sunburn hey, seats. Here's here's 10% off the worst seat we have. Thank you <laughs> thank you for teaching. I, don't I actually got excited because it was, like, uh, I didn't even... I wasn't, like, seeking a discount, but it, like, popped up as one of the... You know, like yeah, a promotional yeah, yeah. Like, thing. you can get this. And so we signed up with... Uh, my girlfriend's school email, and then I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be cool!" And they give you an unlock code for Ticketmaster, and then it was like, "You get you get your choice of like nine seats, and they're all they're all at a bar next door to Yankee Stadium." <laughs> Thank you so much for sitting up. You know, I don't know if you noticed this, but after the game, I noticed this. We went to go pee, and when you sit in the expensive seats, you don't get a sunburn. The stadium is situated to where a one o'clock game, the sun sets behind you. And everybody in that, you could see from the people lined up to take a piss after that game where they sat. Because everyone up in the triple upper deck, lobsters, dude. Yeah. Head to toe, lobsters. They were sad. Like they, they had a horrible time. And everyone that sat in the cushion seats, no melanoma. You showed up kind of late because uh, you got stuck on the train, but you missed the 40 minute uh, sunburn <laughs> period. Oh, I, I missed But that. we sat on that side on purpose because the last time we came uh, to New York, we went to a game and uh, we were sitting on the other side on the third baseline and it was sun to the face the entire time. So someone set up a website where you could tell where the sun would be at certain times of the game. So you can avoid the sun. So it said if you don't want to be in the sun during the day game to sit in sections 219, 218, and so forth down the first baseline. Ah. So I picked a section that was... I did a lot of research to try to go to this game. You did so much because I was a horrible husband, and uh, I invited my wife, but I forgot to tell her it was 4th of July. 
because I kind of forgot. Yeah, because I asked you. Uh, yeah, you're like, you go, it's just going to be me. So yeah. then I got three tickets. And then you. And then she's like, wait a second. When's this baseball game? I go, July 4th. You mean the 4th of July? And boy, does that like date it. change when you put the number on the other side? <laughs> that changes the entire conversation. When's the game? July 4th. Oh, the 4th of July, the nation's birthday, you're going to leave me in the afternoon? And I was like, yeah, I don't think I realized that when I made... Because when I pitched it to her, I was like, Billy's going to a Yankees game, do you want to come? And she's like, maybe. And 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 then you were like, or do you want to go see Back to the Future, uh, the Broadway play that just opened? And she's like, I'd rather see that. And I was like... All right, well, let's see so if we... she didn't exactly say no. She, she didn't say she no. Didn't. She said, I'd rather see that. <laughs> and then we went along with it. And then once we figured out it was 4th of July, I was like, hey, Billy, can you uh, scramble and not just get two more tickets, but five more? <laughs> because there aren't two more together. Oh, yeah. It's weird. They don't. They won't sell an individual ticket. That's if bizarre. It leaves, they won't sell an individual ticket if it only leaves one ticket. Or one seat in between. That makes sense because it is the 4th of July. And if and you're going by game. yourself on a game to the 4th of July, you're a domestic terrorist. You're oh, coming yeah. to do harm to 60,000 people in a stadium. It's like how you can't go to Legoland as an adult man. Yeah, or Chuck E. Cheese. Really? Yeah. That's even funnier. Yeah, I drew, one time I showed up to pro wrestling at the sports arena in San Diego early. By yourself? No, with this my... This is a red flag as well. <laughs> it would have been a better story if it was by myself. <laughs> it was with my buddy Dane. And he's like, why don't we go grab a beer at Chuck E. Cheese? And we're like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, they have a they have beer at Chuck E. Cheese? He goes, yeah. And I'm like, why do you know that? And he's like, I don't know. I think like a coworker had told him. So we went over there and they're like, do you have any kids with you? And we're like... No, we're here for the the beer. That's so funny. <laughs> they're like, no, you can't come in. Even as two adults. Even as two adults. Because then you think, I think from their standpoint, they're like, oh, they can grab two kids each, and that's four, and that would shut the place down. Yeah. At Legoland, it's just a, a solo situation. <laughs> I guess you could go as two adult men, which seems a little bit more dangerous. I don't, you know what? I don't feel bad for that sob story because I'm sure there's, you know, 350 million Americans. There has to be at least a few normal men that would go alone to Legoland and thoroughly enjoy it just because yeah, they I mean, enjoy think about the all Legos. The, my friend Jordan, uh, he tried to go to Legoland. I didn't find By out. It, I didn't find out it through like the internet. He told me that. Like he tried to do that. Doesn't he have a kid he could go to Legoland with? Uh, he has a kid now, but when he tried, he didn't. Oh, he didn't. He just he That's why he became a father, so he's he could a, go to Legoland. He did, he, he did a one-night stand, uh, <laughs> had a kid off a of tender just to go to Legoland. That's what we always say. He, he won't admit to it, though. <laughs> I just, I'm trying to remember what exactly he did. He just called me one day. <laughs> you can't, did you know you can't get into Legoland by yourself? <laughs> I guess he had driven all the way to San Diego, so he didn't ask anyone. He just went. I think he was going to San Diego already, and maybe on the way there, on the way back, he was just like, I'm going to go to Legoland. Legoland. Yeah. Because he loves toys. Oh, my God. Uh, which is fine, because we all, ha I mean, and he That's impressive he found someone on Tinder, because, like, I, I bet he kept that out of the bio. What? I love toys, and I might make random trips to Legoland on my way back from San Diego. I think his Tinder profile picture was actually him in an authentic Ghostbusters costume. <laughs> he He's one of the weirdest friends I have, but he made uh, two movie, by the movie specifications, a proton pack from Ghostbusters. Wow. 
on working time. What a way to tell your date you're never going to hit him up after you hook up. It's like you didn't see my... I mean, they know. They know. If you if you talk to if you talk to him for ten seconds, they know he's not coming back. <laughs> I remember he told us he was gonna have a kid. I like had a little pool party at our apartment building. It was like we were making burritos or something, some California burrito situation. It was a nice Sunday, and just in the there was a a quiet point during the party, and he was all of a sudden was just like, "I'm gonna be a dad." <laughs> and he told us <laughs> that, that was the what? reveal. Yeah. <laughs> Or he is a dad. I'm a dad, actually. Now I'm going to be a dad. I am a dad. The kid is seven months old. We just got the paternity test. He didn't want to tell anyone until like, until he was two beers in poolside. Yeah, and wow. then it was a one night stand uh, while he was on a work trip to like South Carolina or something. Do you want to give his last name? I mean, I feel like we've oh no, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give his phone number at the end of this. Good. Put We're it not marrying him. I haven't yeah. said anything except for what exactly happened. Yeah, that's what's wrong with any of that? Nothing, absolutely nothing. I mean, there's been things that I've said that I didn't the Bible. Mean, well, you know, um, the world's ending anyway. It's ending slowly. So we need the Bible now more than ever. I don't know because it's not a biblical end. I actually, it is a I, biblical end. No, it's not. Yeah. It's slow. Yeah, it's just slow. like in the Bible. Was it slow in the Bible? Nah, that, it seemed more sl- horrific in the I Bible. I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about this yesterday because the the end of the world in all the '90s movies looks so epic, like an asteroid hits, like Deep Impact, and then a hundred foot tidal wave. Just like, I think about this all the time. Yeah, right. And it's like a big like ah uh, ending, and then now we're act the world does feel like it's ending but it's just like the the air kind of gets smoky from wildfires and the planet's getting hotter and hotter every day so it's not like a ah ending it's more just like a oh yeah i always thought it's it's not as impactful we've been primed to think that an asteroid was just gonna clock us out and now we're just getting slowly suffocated by uh I don't know, like a respiratory virus. Yeah. Or We're getting Dutch smoke. ovened by our man-created farts. That's this, that's accent. The Lord. Kind of what? The Lord. <laughs> right? The Lord's farts. No, the Lord is uh, Dutch ovening us. Yeah, so yeah, I guess his farts. Yeah. No well, one's going to listen to this. See you on Sunday. <laughs> we, should, we should go to church. Uh, I actually st- wanted to start going to church to see if they're saying anything new, because I grew up in an evangelical town. And I think they're still using the same talking points. <laughs> it's kind of a, there's a kind of a good comparison to like how we live now. With uh, we kind of all have go to talking points for stuff, and if you don't, you can Google something briefly and kind of seem versed in it if you are slightly articulate. So if you want to try to be right, you can. Yeah, there's a time forever where you couldn't be right. At if, all. You, if you scroll enough, you will find the thing that matches up with the idea you wanted to. Yeah, pro- you can really face. find the right answer for anything if you want it, but it's easier to get served up the wrong answer or whatever aligns with your beliefs already. But like now, you don't have to learn anything to know something, and that's like <laughs> that's the dangerous part of it. There used to be a pride in learning a bunch of stuff to know it. <laughs> now you don't have to learn anything; you can just know it. And there's some cocky shittiness that comes with that. It's like real quick. That's not how it works. <laughs> Like you know, with yeah, the, but you're, you're, it was. Don't you get labeled like a sheep or something? I think that's my favorite one. Well, there's always been a version of that right. uh, that you're a sheep. 
there's always been a version of conspiracy. It just yeah. seems so. It seems so much more insane now because we grew up with like the same three conspiracies. Right. Uh, and the, now there's the same more. major government now, but now there has to be a new one every day because they're so easily disprovable yeah. that we're on a 24 hour cycle of w- chaos, real world chaos. They got to bring you some. They got to serve you up something new because there's a. There's like a, are we doing comedy? What's happening? I'm doing no, it again. No, we're told, learning. I'm, this is what I mean. Like, I'm learning. No, there's like a, I st- this is like a, this happens in stand-up now for me, too. I'll start saying something soon. I think I told you this yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. I'm doing a speech again. But we, we find some funny stuff in it. Anyway, you can sell. We're selling chaos, and even on Instagram, whatever it gets... TikTok, right. whatever serves you up, it's clickable. Uh, whatever makes you mad, we need to. It has to be something new in 24 hours. It didn't used to be like that. They could linger on the same story forever. Right. We lingered on uh, the magic bullet and JFK insanity for for 50 years. Yeah, uh, we lingered on the moon landing was fake. We lingered on all these little uh, that our entrance into uh, Vietnam was like a false flag, which right. ended up being actually true. We didn't. Like stuff like that, but we could hold on. The Loch Ness monster. We had this one blurry picture that floated around forever, and that picture of uh, Big Bigfoot foot walking sideways. We just held on to that. Now it's like, uh, here's this new thing. Here's yeah. this new thing. And right now we're back on aliens. Yeah. And people are so desperate that we're not just here alone, and it doesn't make sense, and we're gonna die, and it's never gonna make sense. People are having finding it hard to accept. We're just stuck here. We don't know why, and people need something more than that. So, like, aliens are real. Here's all the proof. You don't believe in aliens. Still, it's still not. I. I don't know. There's no. There's not any evidence that aliens exist at all. Oh man, see, I'm gullible because I watched a couple of YouTube videos and I'm like, yeah, I can I'm see also aliens gullible. Being, yeah, uh, I saw a flat Earth documentary that was done so well. <laughs> it was done so well that in the middle of it, I go, this shit could be flat. <laughs> I 100% went, I don't know, man. <laughs> but all of the points, when you're receiving them, if you're not uh, if you're not judging every point as you go, you can start to feel like that. Right. And that's how I, why most of the stuff that you're served up starts to make you feel like maybe. But as soon as you scrutinize it at all and you yeah. go just a little bit further the opposite direction, you go, this is all bullshit. Do you... Uh, my bullshit de- detector is based on who strongly believes in said information like uh i'm i do like a crowdsourcing thing like if i take a step back and i go because i'll watch don't do that no no no. i'll I'll watch something and i'll be like i think i believe that i think that sounds like it could be true because i'm just of average intelligence and then i'll take a step back and i'll notice the people that are into that and then i'll make a judgment of i think that's true or i think that's not i kind of i had that moment with cryptocurrency where i'm like oh this this looks like the next thing of legitimate uh, ways to like invest and make money. Maybe I should get in on this. And then I realized I was getting all my information from my best friend, Dane, who drives a truck for a living. And then all the other people, kind of the same thing. And every time I made fun of it, they would get really mad. And I was like, man, that's so crazy because if I make fun of the dollar... Like, no one gets mad at me. But if I make fun of Bitcoin, like, some guy with the beard is going to, like, yell at me. I'm like, I yeah. feel like this might not be real. Yeah, I mean, it exists. But I, I struggle to know if it's real or not. I mean, real in the sense of, like, I mean, is it's it the same a way scam, you, you know? Oh, it's probably a scam. I mean, it feels like a the, scam. The dollar is a scam, too, so. Yeah, but I, I can, uh, 
I can. You can have that in your wallet. I can have it in my wallet, and it's less likely to disappear overnight uh, in my Bank of America app. Not saying that it can't happen. But I'm just saying it's less likely to well, happen. Well, the crypto you're probably buying isn't actually a Bitcoin. You're investing in a part of a Bitcoin. I'm investing in a, in a in a yeah. I can't own one Bitcoin. How well do you think I'm doing? Well, you, you can order you you can actually have the key to a portion of a Bitcoin as well. I think uh, that's what I have. I have a piece what'd of you, one. What'd coin. you buy it through? Uh, Robinhood. Yeah, you don't have any Bitcoin. I don't have any Bitcoin. No. You own none. You, no, you own. They own the Bitcoin, and you don't have a key for it. You just have. What do I have? You're, you're in a fund that is represented by Bitcoin. So See, this is what I mean. Like you every time I talk it. to you, I learn something. If you bought enough, if you had enough Bitcoin on Robinhood to have one Bitcoin, you still would not have a Bitcoin. What do I got to buy it through the dark web? No, you got to buy. You just got to buy an actual Bitcoin or a portion of through an actual crypto exchange. Robinhood's. Uh, cryptocurrency isn't you don't actually have the cryptocurrency you sort of similarly don't really have the stock but you do used to when you would invest in a stock you would get a piece of, you would get it in the mail you would get a stock certificate that you owned right a share. they don't do that anymore no so i don't really own four shares of delta you do own that okay that's actually yours because that's a stock exchange thing but they don't actually you're not getting if you had a bitcoin you would have a key to it. you you could keep it on a hard drive as a physical like kind of as a you have it type this thing. is what i meant in the beginning of the podcast where i was trying to boost you up by saying something that you took yeah, but as this a shit slight. isn't even funny it's, it doesn't matter if it's funny we were, we were on to something with the conspiracy thing but no now I'm, i was like dude you don't you look like you might not wipe your ass every single day but then you'll drop some knowledge like that i'm like man he what his ass might be the cleanest of all that's not even knowledge really you know i think it is that's just I, like some shit that I, I figured out by maybe wanting to get Bitcoin on Robinhood. But I don't know how to tell you this. You are smarter than me. You are vacationed in New York City. And last night you watched the Macy's firework thing from your hotel. You knew where it was. You knew which way to face. I didn't know what she knew. Well, the my point is between girl, the two I have no you, idea where we you the figured it out. Yeah. My wife and I, I was like, let's go to the Prospect Park one because it's right by our house. And I Googled it. And there wasn't an official site, but it was just one of those like we pull down the question yeah and it's like yeah dude go over there like 9 20 and it'll start and it was just me her and a couple lonely you couldn't people see anything i saw like two families lighting off illegal fireworks and i heard the big ones going off and we were just sad in the park that's kind of fun yeah we uh so we, i'm amazed by your intelligence even though you find it uh non-intelligence i just don't feel very smart uh <laughs> last night so we negative we did a fun we did a fun thing where we pretended uh, we didn't care about the fireworks, and that we would just go to our room because we were gonna maybe right. walk to the water or find. Something. No, we don't. We've seen it because <laughs> we were here a few years back. We watched it from, uh, I guess Williamsburg side of the river, uh, the East River. But that was cool. And then it was like we were sitting in the room watching someone do illegal fireworks just in the middle of the neighborhood, which I can't believe they got away with for so many hours. Yeah, because <laughs> they're just right out of the middle of the street, yeah. and we saw cops posted up all around the Lower East Side, obviously for something very much like this, but from the exact same location, uh, well into the early hours of the morning, some guy was just letting it rip. Some guy who was just like, probably uh, works an average job, just had thousands of dollars <laughs> worth of illegal fireworks, and he was just launching. Or the whole neighborhood bought some, and they picked that spot. But 
You and then what? we started thinking, um, I wonder if we can see them from our hallway, which has a window. And then once we finally realized they were going off, we convinced ourselves previously that maybe it was already happening. And I went out and checked this window in the hallway, and it's like, oh, man, I, I, thought, I really thought they were going off. But it was just people doing illegal Legal, fireworks, yeah. and it was reflecting off this big, tall building. And then when it started happening, we we're like, oh, it's happening, because it was crazy. <laughs> it was a huge, huge thing. And then we went to the window and we sat there like this, like, ah, oh, I can't believe we pretended we didn't want to watch this because now we're watching it in a hallway. Everyone thinks they're too mature for fireworks because they've seen too many of them. But even while we walked through the park and we were watching the legal ones go off, we stopped for a minute. Yeah, maybe we, yeah. Lo- we love And then we realized they had the same Roman candle that they bought 20 of and they're just lighting those off. So I was like, we get it. We love explosions. Explosions are beautiful. Did you see the ones in <laughs> San Diego that were drones? They did drones, I guess, to like not start a forest. I don't know why they did it, but they did a in OB. They did coordinated drone things this year. Yeah, they didn't do a fireworks show. I don't know. San Diego has the most famous firework. Yeah, where they all went off in fifteen seconds. Yeah, yeah, and that's the year we were in New York the first time. Oh, twenty twelve. Yeah, right. We came. We were on a trip, and your dad and because her dad used to live in San Diego in North Park, they were. At the fireworks show, when it all went off at the same time, and I guess her uh, dad had gone to the bathroom or something, and then they all went off. <laughs> so he didn't even get to see the <laughs> he didn't even get to see the thirty second explosion of everything. Yeah, Ra-ta-ta. yeah. So he left because it was about to start, and then when he get, came back, it was just a devastation cloud in the sky. And was, what happened? Uh, her stepmom was just like, That's what we don't know. Oh, <laughs> and all. It's, it's so good because I was always. have been an accident. Because <laughs> that's something like you would say as a kid or even as a drunk adult watching fireworks where they do the finale at the end and you're like, man, imagine if they blew them all up at the same time. And then you saw it happen and you're like, yeah, I guess that actually sucks. It's better to kind of do them. I actually thought the opposite. You thought it was badass still, to do I it all. St- you couldn't see them all. Like you couldn't see the little I still, ones. There's no, there's no grand finale of any fireworks show that can ever beat them all having gone off at once. It's the chaos is actually the best part. I just imagine, like, if they would have panned that camera footage, that cell phone footage off to the right, some dude next to, like, what looks like a mixing board, where he's in charge of this, and he's just, just like, the pan, I just picture him like a DJ with one headphone off, just, like, with his arms up going, I I, I think my MacBook crashed. I mean, it's so funny, that it, that guy is out, right out of the fireworks business. <laughs> Like, you know how much they pay for those shows? That's a million dollar show, at least. He's, he's now doing pyro for a Motley Crue concert he's the guy, in Europe somewhere. He's the guy that did pyro at that White Snake concert. <laughs> where, where everybody the, died. Yeah, yeah. Billy will bring it to death every time. I, I love that. Was that a bad it. turn? No. No one remembers People that. That's a deep no cut listening. that I ever remember. Stop saying nobody's listening because it's, it's hurting my feelings. My face is I on know, the screen. I know, but you got me twice in the beginning, so I had to, <laughs> I'm just even in the kill. As soon as you said... As soon as you uh, said I don't wipe my ass, I started lusting after, uh, after a, yeah, no, for to make you feel bad. I got a bloodlust to make Zoltan feel bad. I'm so sorry, I hurt your feelings with that. I see red. You put po- like one of the best posts I've ever seen is uh, you posted a picture of you as a kid, like it was a childhood photo from school, and your hair's all messed up, and you're just like half smiling. And you, I don't even know if you remember this, but you posted, I look like I just ate a cat. <laughs> and so you, you, you crap on yourself too so much, I just I threw in the 
ass wiping comment. Oh yeah, that was that's a funny school picture. <laughs> what? That's why my face was all fucked up. It was this the way. day before my school pictures for that second grade pic- I was I used to have this banana board skateboard and I would push I would I was pretty small so I would push on my knee. I would have one knee and I'd push on and then I'd lay down on my stomach and I'd go down the road like this like I was flying. Yeah. It was big enough for that and it was you know I was in second grade so I was also tiny. Uh, and then I, ha- they call it will bite. You know what that is? Mm-mm. So when you ever see like a skateboarder just lock up because of a rock mm. and then just fly off. Well, yeah, I yeah, got yeah. will bite while I was on my stomach in second grade and my face just went into the ground and it scraped my whole face. <laughs> and my mom still made me go to school and they made me do school pictures, even though I just destroyed my face. So that's me in that little tank top. <laughs> that was that picture. And my mom sent it to me one day. <laughs> Uh, I guess to remind me that I've always been uh, an idiot. <laughs> uh, this is where this goes, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe she was the first person to roast me. <laughs> we just have a breakthrough right now. <laughs> this is therapy. <laughs> the uh... I spend the last 12 minutes of the podcast just staring into the distance. <laughs> Renee, I, uh... Renee did this to me. <laughs> of Of all the friends that I have... You, I think, have the most stories of growing up in Cleburne, Texas, which, like I said, we came to your childhood home, and Cleburne was a dry county, and it had just become a not dry county, meaning alcohol was a lot. Yeah, like that, allowed. that was how long. Yeah, that was the first year they. they it was 2011 and or 2010. I forget. It might have been 2010, and uh, we w- went and drank at an Applebee's. That was the only bar in Cleburne was an Applebee's. And we, uh, which I'd never done before. And then while we're sitting there, two cowboys come in with a suitcase of Keystone Lights and they throw them up on the counter and they just start drinking, which I didn't know you could bring beer into a bar and just not drink the beer that's, and they did. And they looked at us like we were weird. And they just came in like. I think that wasn't, I don't know if they were allowed to do that. (laughs) Really? They just let them? Uh, Well, I mean, it was the first place that they were having drinking at. Applebee's was the first place to sell alcohol. In Cleburne, Texas, and it was in this corporate, or this, yeah, like a corporate zoning area Yeah, that it had to be in. So it was just the random Applebee's that was out next to a Home Depot and this place that would make little landmines for finding oil or whatever, a place called John Mansville. I forget what, they made like little mines for some kind of- Okay. Maybe fine. So landmines on one side and sizzling But you fajitas. remember it was in an industrial park. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it was, was a Home the Depot. There was setup. nothing out there. And then they- they the new law that they had that they can finally sell alcohol stated it had to be in this zoning area. So it was this Applebee's <laughs> that was in the middle of like a Home Depot and this mining place, kind of in the same way that like that old man up house was in between the two big buildings. Yeah. <laughs> That's how the Applebee's was. And uh, I, I don't know if they had a rule about that or something, but there's just no way that even being able to sell alcohol they were allowed to bring that in there but since it was new and then it was it's a small town no all one's of our friends that. are running the applebees right so just we're closing it's, anyway it's bring lawless. your keystone in. Yeah. yeah it was like the wild west for that kind of stuff it was I, I remember every friend you would run into you would have just one more story that the rest of us would come and listen to and we're like oh my god you'd be i remember i don't remember the guy's name but you're like oh, i remember so and so where uh, they were depressed, they lost their job, or they lost a bunch of money at the casino, so they took 
the last bit of money they had and went to the strip club and blew it all and then shot and killed themselves out in front of that strip club. Yeah. That's how they died. You would just like throw stories like that in the middle of like a lunch and we were all just sitting there like in awe and laughing and just mortified all at the same time. Yeah, that was that. That's a messed up story. But <laughs> that when you, I, I don't know if there's more chaos in a small town, but it, there's a lot of stuff like that. There was, it was like one story like that after another. And even though, <laughs> like, uh, I, that's you, all I have is like, oh, you want to hear about my other friend who killed himself? <laughs> it was a lot of that. Yeah, that was the most famous one. He just he ran up a large bill at a strip club and, and then finished it off. Yeah, he sprinted out. The security chased him to his truck. He got in the truck, and when they were trying to get into the truck, he shot himself. And then, that's pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah, how do you top that? Like, those security guards, have they ever chased another patron out to their car again? I think there should be a podcast where we just interview those security guards. (laughs) (laughs) But somehow, you know, we don't know what he was going through ultimately, but that's... That's that how we, it we know that I know the ending. Right. We know the end of the story. Yeah. It'd be an interesting way to write that script. Work backwards. Start with that scene. Like, no one wants I... to see a movie that ends like that. No one even wants <laughs> to hear the story, really. <laughs> it's an important story to tell because it's so It's so it's dark so out and, there. and wild. And you're like, if I saw that in a movie, I wouldn't believe it. But it happened in real life in Texas. Even the story of you served uh, how many years in the Navy? Ten? Yeah, just about ten. Oh, ten years. But even your story getting into the Navy... You didn't like just say like, go. I want to go to the Navy. It was court ordered. Uh, it was basically court ordered. Yeah, it was it, my way to not go to jail. That sounds court ordered. <laughs> like yeah, that, but I had I considered going to the. It actually worked out. I had considered going to the Navy before. Uh, oh okay. Some of this stuff. So I had already been speaking to a recruiter and all this other weird stuff because my sister had gone to the Navy and she kind of liked it. And I went to visit her in Chicago and I had such a good time. I was like, "Oh, the Navy's not bad." Mm-hmm. How's the Navy in Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really considering that you would be on a ship or whatever weird stuff would happen. So I had considered going to the Navy. I'd actually verbally agreed, like I was like going to college or something. It was kind of weird. Like I would like. Yeah, I, I'm going to Verbally do, agreed? Like you're a high school quarterback? Basically, until you go... I didn't know this at the time, but until... If you... They call it an in-depth program. Uh, you basically say, I'll go, and they make you feel like you, once you said that, that you do have to go. Because they want to oh, keep the okay. recruiting numbers up. It's not... They don't use like a big scare tactic. They just don't tell you outright, you, this isn't... You're not legally obligated to do anything. Right. And when you're young, 17, 18, all these people that consider going... They're like, I'm on the hook for this. Yeah. But I realized pretty quickly that I wasn't on the hook for it. But they make you feel like you are. And until you go and swear yourself in, then it doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want. I I remember I got called by a recruiter for the Army or the Marines right after I graduated. They called my mother's house, and I answered. And uh, he was like, hey, this is old Tancastis. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm from the recruiting office. You just graduated San Marcos High. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And he he just asked me, like, what my life plans were. And he was so nice. Do they get a list of all the people they know are not going to college? Or (laughs) or does does the school, do they bribe the school counselor? And he goes, send us your best. (laughs) Send us. Send us, send us your best and brightest that uh, aren't uh, going to college and don't have an over three point GPA. And uh, but he called me and he was so kind in the beginning. He's like, "What what are your plans after after uh, since you graduated?" And I kind of told him. And I was like, well, I was thinking of doing this. I was going to move out, get a job, try to figure out what I want to do next, and blah blah blah. And 
then he once I was finished, he completely took a dump on all of my dreams. Of course, they do that hard. And I, I and, like this guy. Yeah, really? And he, he crapped on all of my <laughs> dreams and he goes, you should join the Marines. And I didn't say this, but I wish I would have just said, you're a horrible salesperson. And I hung up the phone. Well, yeah. What is that called? Nagging? Like, yeah. I don't, that doesn't work on me. If I was a girl and you and I was at a bar and you came to hit on me by making fun of me. You're I would, not as pretty as you think you are. I would be upset. And That's I'd what the, the Marine bar. guy did to you. Yeah. Yeah. He went, you're not as pretty as you think you are. And I went, That's not what my mother says. And I dang. And I hung up on him. That w- that works on a lot of people. They do do the scare tactic thing. It's funny that he called you uh, like a cold call. Cold I call. Actually, my sister actually, was, she's the one that gave me the idea of the Navy because she was having such a good time. Okay. So we did that. I spoke to that guy. And then I, I don't know if it was like I was already on my way because I was already a troublesome person. But... I don't know if it's because I thought I was going to the Navy. I thought I could just do whatever I wanted. Right. Or as a way of, I was already on my way to that. And even the Navy, maybe going to the Navy had no effect on it. I was already going to get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> so what then, you're saying is uh, your destiny was set in stone anyway. I didn't, I'm wondering uh, what the path would have been either way. Right. Because I was already partying pretty hard. Uh, I mean, that DUI charge came with uh, an assault on a peace officer. Yeah. <laughs> Felony evasion. Felony evasion, assault on a peace officer, and you hit under a, a kayak or something? Yeah, it was a wild night. <laughs> Basically, I was driving away from a party drunk, and I didn't have my lights on, and I was pulling up to a stop sign. I, tur- I realized my lights were off, and as I turned my lights on, it basically illuminated the side of a police car. <laughs> Uh, like uh, like I like I created the police car. <laughs> you manifested it. Yeah, like you know a, the, you know the simulation. Everyone knows simulation theory, but you know there's like a theory where we're hallucinating our own reality. Okay. Like basically every bit of this is an, a vivid hallucination. Uh, I'm only here because I am making myself here. You don't exist. I don't have a girlfriend. Uh, wow. That's one of the theories. That okay. one is actually my favorite theory because that means. I made the theory up, and I also uh, <laughs> killed my dad and did 9-11. That's like... You're a busy man. That means uh, sometimes I go, maybe I am a good writer. <laughs> if I hallucinated all this, this is pretty cool, dude. So you hallucinated a police cruiser in front of no, your No, it was just ass. perfect timing. I turned on the lights, so it's very obvious to him that I didn't have my lights on. Right. Now, uh, a reason to pull me over. So as I'm pulling through this intersection, he turns his lights on. Uh, bad move. Yeah. <laughs> On his now, part. Yeah, now I know you're coming. <laughs> so as soon as he turned his lights on and tried to do a U-turn, I pulled the car over and I just go, I, my friend Ryan was in the in the passenger seat, Who the guy who's actually old enough to drink. I'm too young to drink and I'm driving. I'm like, I'm leaving. And then, I'm leaving. With that much emphasis, I'm leaving. Yeah, run. <laughs> uh, so I, then I sprinted out of the car. I was... Actually, in sandals, so I ended up blowing my sandals off pretty fast, and I was just running barefoot down the street. And then I ran down an alley. I saw in a backyard, I saw a canoe that was upside down, as they should be when they're stowed, so they don't fill with water. Uh, Note to the people at home. And then I just dove under the canoe, and they didn't... No one that chased me, it was two cops in that car, I guess. Because all the jingling of all their stuff when they were chasing me... (laughs) Uh, it sounded like two jingles, you know. It's like what you're mean? being chased by house cats, and I could hear. Yeah, I could hear them. Like w- when we first got our kittens, they had a little bell on, 
And they would just run around with their little <laughs> bell on. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> so I dove under this canoe, and then I just heard him out in the alley going, where'd he go? <laughs> like, he's obviously under the canoe. How f- is this your first day on the job? There's only one place I could be. It's the lone canoe in the middle of a backyard that I was under. But they <laughs> didn't know. Texas. This is a crazy thing, because the party I left was actually a party I got kicked out of, because uh, I guess I, I, you know, I'm a drunk maniac, obviously. <laughs> But they kicked me out of the party, and then when the cops are chasing me, I'm hiding under the canoe. They're not finding me. They actually never found me under the canoe. But during the middle of me hiding under this canoe, I heard the lady who kicked me out of the house going, if he's out there, my dog will find him. <laughs> like, And the cops were like, all right, bring the dog out. <laughs> like They entertained this. So I'm under the canoe, and she was right about her dog finding me because he found me. <laughs> but they didn't even think to lift up the canoe. Because while I'm under the canoe, the dog is putting his nose under, and I have the dog's wet nose all over my elbow and forearm and everything. And they never go, maybe he's under the canoe. (laughs) It's so great. I just fall asleep under the canoe, and I wake up around the time the sun's coming up, and then I'm dumb. I'm pretty hungover at this point. I try to go back to that house because my friend Casey is there, right? and she gave me a ride, and I need a ride home. And I try to get into that party, and they open the door. They went to sleep too. Like, what? The, what are you doing here? And they called the police on me again. And then they found me in the back of her truck. They pulled me out. And when that happened, I try to fight my way out of that. <laughs> and I elbowed the cop in the face, and they beat me up, pretty much, uh, and then took me to jail. And then it came time to go to court or whatever. And this recruiter from the Navy went with me to court and goes, "Your Honor, he'll go to the Navy." And the guy was like, "You're going to go to the Navy?" And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to the Navy. <laughs> and then I signed all this paperwork saying I would definitely go to the Navy or that I would go to jail. So You went to the Navy. And that's how you became a decorated uh, military veteran. Yeah, dude. Uh, that was It was worth it. The Navy was fun. <laughs> that's but, the best story. I bet most people are like, like if I, had, if I went to the military, it would have been, be- I was browbeaten by a recruiter that cold called me at my mother's house and I was like then I joined the Marines. I like that reason better. No, that's a better story. Uh where can the people follow you on the social medias? It's at Billy Bonnell on everything. B I L L Y B O N N E L L. Except for TikTok, it's Billy Bonnell Max. <laughs> Cause he's to them so it was taken? Billy Bonnell was taken. Uh apparently there's a MMA fighter who's not good that also <laughs> Has he's like a, there's like a at Billy Bonnell uh, MMA fighter who uh, has lost all of his fights. He's O for whatever. O for two or O for four. He's oh, still Jesus. trying though because every once in a while I check in on him, and uh, his losses go up. But he's still you know he hasn't given up. <laughs> the first time I found him, he was like O for one. Now he's like O for six. <laughs> Uh, follow uh, Billy Bonnell at on TikTok too. Maybe he'll get his first win. And Billy Bonnell Max. And go see this man live. Go check out his clips if you don't believe that I'm telling you he's great. And then go see him live. He's hilarious and a genius. And he'll never admit to it and he'll think he's dumb. But uh, he's actually really funny and very, very, very smart. Put the, put the story that we told last first. because I think we will. And then I'm going I'm to... Hook him with the story because that actually was... Fun. That was perfect. But in the middle, we got I'm a so little sorry existential. I offended you with the ass wiping thing. I'm, I couldn't tell. I don't have any feelings. 
So you didn't actually offend me. I can't feel anything. Feelings are a hallucination, uh, obviously. Thanks so much for coming. The to- moon landing's real. Sorry. God damn it, Billy. Do your outro, dude. <laughs> you already got the light. Thanks so much for listening, downloading, subscribing, and doing all the things. Come see me live. Buy all the tickets. New York's expensive. Love you all. Cheers. Trekking heavier, traveling light. There's one thing that's right wherever I go. That's where I am.